Welcome back to the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. It is Monday night, and you know what that means. It is one of your top 24 hours of the day. The Tan and J-Man Show. Packed show tonight. Uh, we got T-Dog on my... I'm trying to look at the screen. He's on my... This is on my right. I don't know. He's he, he's on the left on the screen, but he's on my right. Anyway, how are you doing, IT dog? I'm doing good. I like to see that you are struggling with your directions tonight. Always it's, makes me feel good. It's that's, that's gonna be a rough one tonight. I can already. That's why it. we're best friends. We struggle with easy things. <laughs> uh, we make easy things look very difficult. I'm yeah. sure your wife and my fiance would uh, would support that thought oh, I just yeah. had there. <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, doing good. And chilly. Chilly day today here in the Midwest, uh, June 12th, and I, I played a golf outing for work today, and it was it never got in the 60s, or if it did, it was 60 really? when we were golfing. Yeah, it was chilly, windy, little rain, not too much, but just cloudy, uh, just nasty today. You must have got what we got yesterday, because it was like 58 degrees yesterday, and today it got up into the 70s, which was nice. But uh, yeah, yes, yesterday was freezing. I can't imagine being out on the golf course with that. Yeah, it was... Uh, not fun on the second hole. I hit one thin. Uh-huh. And, and you know, being a ba- col- uh, former high school and college baseball for like a day uh, player, um, if you hit one on the end of the bat it, in cold weather, it can sting, Same you know. Man. Same thing with golf. If you hit one thin, I, I did that on the second hole and I had that feeling. <laughs> I'm like, it's June. I'm not supposed to be having this feeling yeah. in June. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Eight? But. April, sure, and it felt like April. Exactly. March, April, even May, but June 12th, I mean, we're almost to the middle of the month. Come on. Come on. But it's it's. I, I feel like we open with weather talk every week. We, we should probably switch that one of, the, one, one of these weeks, but, uh, but when it's 50-some degrees in June, I feel like that's worth noting and talking about, so... Uh, but other than that, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm I've played a lot of golf lately. My back's hurts. I'm 31, going on like 61. Um, oh, yeah. a few years ago, you had a bout with uh, shoulder tendonitis. So uh, I forgot was, about that. Wait, what, was it tendonitis or, or was it arthritis? No, it was uh, tendonitis, and I got a shot. And you know, I've been oh, fine yeah. ever since. But I honestly, till this moment, forgot about that. Because that, because that year I battled that and kidney stones, which a lot of old people get. It it wasn't a flood. It was twenty twenty. It wasn't a flood twenty twenty on top of the pandemic for me. You you had all those at about the same time. I did. The the the, the tendonitis was the the funny one. I completely forgot about it. It wasn't funny going through, and I couldn't put my arms higher than this without tears rolling down my eyes. Can't sleep. Oh, it was awful. I about what I'm gonna do. I'm a 70 year old here. I about drove myself to the emergency room that night. I woke up with so much pain from my shoulder. Oh man, I forgot. That's good stuff. I forgot about. It. You got a good memory. You know, you're one of those people that remembers crazy things. It's mm. like not even important things, and it's it's impressive though. It's impressive. It's impressive. Well, hopefully, uh, your memory lets you down in the birdie or bogey question tonight, because you are you have a commanding three strokes lead on me, and. Uh, We'll see if you can make that four. Maybe you can drop back to two for me and give me a fighting chance. But I do have a baseball question for you tonight Ooh. as my dog's chiming in here in the background. Uh, yesterday, Andrew McCutcheon. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer, by the way? Future Hall of Famer? Yeah. No. Hall- just just good player. Yeah, Hall of very good. If they had one. He recorded his 2,000th career hit, becoming the fifth active player to have 2,000 career hits under their belt. Can you name the other four? It's a really good three bet. for a par, four for a birdie. Seems seems like I should be able to, but um, at the same time, I don't even have a single guess right now. So let yeah, me you will by the end of the show. I um, I, I expect you to get a par, um, but you might be able to get a birdie. Yeah. So. Uh, birdie bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere, located seven hundred three. Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. Tonight's special, as always, on Monday nights, the smoked wings. $2 smoked whole wings and $1 off domestic beers every Man, Monday. Can't beat that. It's a heck that of a deal. A, that's a heck of a deal. Uh, over the weekend, they had walleye. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Walleye Veloy? V-E-L-O-U-T-E. Um, no idea. Pan roasted walleye on a bed of couscous, cherry tomatoes, and a creamy seafood sauce. 
paired with crispy onion rings. Spell that for me again. Valoi. V E L O U T E. U T E. And it has the little yep. thing above the E. We're going to. Uh, I, I got nothing. Yeah, me either. Velote, that looks like it's pronounced. Velote. Yeah. It's a rich white sauce made with chicken, veal, pork, or fish stock. Thickened with cream and egg yolks. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah, it looks That's like good. it's it's usually on seafood, it looks like. Creamy seafood sauce. Yeah, mm. yep, yep, there you go. Yep. Your veggies. See, you learn stuff on the Tan and Jamie show every week. You learn stuff. I do, and that's, that doesn't even include the On This Day segment either. We got that coming up. We do have that coming up, and man, you were, I'm hungry for chicken wings now. I haven't had chicken wings in a while. I haven't ate dinner yet tonight. I'm hungry. Last time I had chicken wings. Chicken wings do sound good, though. Man. Because uh, one of the guys I golf with today, uh, he smoked 200 chicken wings yesterday for a graduation oh, party. He was talking about it. He said they got rid of them all. Oh, man. He started them like at 7.30 in the morning for the 4.30 party. Oh, man. Man, I, I need to do that on my smoker. Yeah, you I do. I haven't yeah. broken out the smoker. been so busy on weekends that I just haven't been able to really fully enjoy my uh, pit boss smoker. But uh, here in the next few weeks, once things calm down a little bit, I'm going to smoke some yep. wings. Yeah, that sounds You guys let me know uh, how they are. I'm sure they'll be I'll good. send some in the mail to you. See, <laughs> see, see if they last. All right. I'm not even going to put them in. I'm just going to put them in a paper bag. Hey, I, I'm not fancy, so I'm not bougie. That'd be fine with me. That's right up my alley. It's right up my alley. Uh, but uh, let's start off with some NBA Finals talk tonight. Uh, you made a mistake with your book of prediction last yeah. week, saying that by this time this week, the Nuggets would be NBA champions. Well, we didn't realize that Couldn't there was only two games. two games to be played after the podcast why? last week, not three. Why? It was dumb how they spread it out. It should have been three. I don't know why it was Wednesday, Friday, nothing yesterday. Yeah, why not do something on a weekend? Like I don't know. Just mix it up, have a game on Saturday, too. I don't get it. I don't know, but tonight is game five. Uh, it's in Ball Arena in Denver. I do think the Nuggets do close it out and finish the series off tonight. I do see Tyler Hero is suiting up for the Heat tonight, so that could be an interesting wrinkle in the mix. wonder if how early Spolstra will put him in the game. I doubt he puts him in the starting lineup, but Spolstra – has been messing with his lineup like every game, trying to find something that'll work. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. It might be one of those things that <clears throat> if they're playing well, he won't play him at all. Yeah, um, could be. And if they're down, maybe he provides a spark, so he puts him in just to see if he can shoot him back into the game. Um, but he's got to be a little rusty. I mean, it's been two months, pretty much since he. Uh, since he played so um obvi- I, obviously you get practice time but that you can't simulate game um no. game atmosphere really anything. especially in the finals uh, uh, yeah yeah especially, especially in, the, in a market championship sort of game where, so. where the franchise is in their first finals ever and then the crowd's yeah, buzzing it's gonna, be, it's gonna be rocking um this has been maybe it's just me because i haven't really followed it but this it seems like this has been the least talked about nba finals this century and it's funny you say that because I, I'm ag- I'm agreeing with it, and I think that's the media's fault. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think from a uh, just a everyday NBA fan, not your diehard NBA fan, I think a lot of people are enjoying it mm. um, because they're getting to see some players and some teams maybe you don't see all the time on national television. Um, and my dad sent me this note. I thought this was pretty interesting. The Nuggets' odds entering this season to win the championship were plus eighteen hundred. The Heats were plus 1,600. That's eighth and ninth on the favorite list hmm. coming into this year. And here they are in the finals. Which, the Nuggets were what last year? They were a pretty highly seeded team, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I think they were a four or five. I'll go look it oh, up. They, they were, were injured a lot last Like Murray was out for the year. Yeah. Um, the year before, they got in, I That's think, as a two, and then Murray blew his knee out they, they, late. Yeah, they were a six last year. Yep. And then a, they were a three seed. Three, okay. 20. Okay. On, so. And then yeah, the bubble year, they made the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. and lost to the Lakers, because uh, that's when the Heat beat the Celtics in the bubbles. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I just and, and and that's the national media. You probably see more of it anyway because you uh, follow Big time. a lot of Big time. Denver stuff. Big time. Um, where I've just, I mean, some people have been tweeting about it, but for the most part, I, I'd really like to see where the ratings are because uh, I could yeah. see it being the 
least rated finals, um, television ratings, which no one cares about television ratings except the TV people, except uh, the but advertisers in, in, in the advertiser. But you look at the matchups throughout this century. I mean, you, the Lakers have been in it a bunch, they're going to draw. Uh, Boston Celtics, they're going to draw. LeBron James going to draw. Golden State Warriors going to draw. Um, this might be the lowest rated final since the Heat, Dallas Mavericks, maybe. Uh, but then again, I mean, Dallas or uh, Miami had Shaq and they had Dwayne back then. So uh, it, it, it'd be interesting to see uh, how that stacks up. I'm sure we'll find out after the finals are completed. And that's something we could talk about on the yeah. show. Um, it's interesting you were bringing up, you know, that I probably see a lot of Nuggets stuff, which I do because I follow a lot of Denver sports things on Twitter. Do you see a lot of Heat stuff following some Miami accounts since you're a Dolphin oh, fan? Yeah. yeah. it's The funny thing is it's mainly been Florida Panthers stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Been, I, I See, I forgot the, they're even in the, the finals. Yeah. The, the uh, uh, Miami is the uh, epicenter of the sports world right now uh, with uh, Messi. Is Messi going to uh, the soccer club there? Is that what it is? I don't, I don't follow soccer. I don't even know why I brought it up. Um, but but uh, then, of course, you have the Heat and you have the Florida Panthers. But, um, yeah, it's I, – I mean, they tweet about the Heat, but, again, their expectations are significantly lower with the Heat than they are the Florida Panthers. Yeah, Messi is uh, going they, to the MLS. Yeah. And and the Panthers, are are they down 3-1? to one? I think Vegas won last night. If Vegas won last night, that. they're down 3-1 to one then. Yeah. So, uh, I've for whatever reason, it's been more about uh, – them than it has been the heat and it, it it could be because the heat have been in a bunch here the past 12 years 13 years so well and the thing with the florida panthers i know we're still talking to NBA, but we're kind of jumping around is or really the state of florida they've kind of dominated the nhl the lightning have been <laughs> to the weird. cup multiple times yeah. and won it in the past decade um yeah you don't think about the one of the warmer states in the united states being a, a hockey epicenter but here we are um and you were bringing up you know miami being the epicenter of sports it was interesting one of the accounts i follow on twitter was talking about the average price of ticket for game one or two in denver was about 550 to 600 bucks for the finals average price for game three in miami 150 yeah i believe it Mm -hmm. there's there's also a whole lot i mean it's warm weather obviously obviously it's going to be warm in denver anyway in june uh, but you have the beach. It's it's not right. a sports it's not a sports town at all, right. which is crazy. Right. Like like when we go out to a Dolphins game, we're chilling on the beach, and um, people will ask us why we're there. Like, oh, we're going to the game tomorrow. And like, oh, what game? That yeah, that that's, sort of yeah. that's that's <laughs> that sort of thing. So, uh, well, that, what's crazy to me? What's crazy to me about that? And I under, I totally understand. I mean, Miami, like you said, it's, it's like a lot of California places, like LA. There's other things to do, but. That's crazy to me when you say that about the Dolphins because the Dolphins are one franchise. I feel like they've been there long enough. They have good tradition. Yeah, the crazy thing is the tradition comes outside of Florida for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, Dolphins travel real well. Uh, there's fans all over the country just because they were good back the in 70s. the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. and um, For whatever reason. I mean, it's definitely a soccer town in uh, in, in Miami. I, could, uh, I understand that, yeah. Like, I, and it's it, it seems like with the, the Cuban population, it'd be a baseball town, but they just don't show up to Marlins games, which Marlins haven't really given them a uh, given him any reason to celebrate anything, anyways. Here, twenty years now. I was gonna say they have two years in their franchise, yeah. and then they show up then. But um, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. What do, what are you predicting for tonight's game? This five? will be the J Man's book prediction of the wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna. I don't. Are you sure you want to use your book it now? Good call. Good call. <laughs> Gonna hold off on that one. Okay. Gonna hold off. Like, what else is going on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I didn't know if you wanted a break. Try to. I mean, <laughs> that would happen. You wouldn't use it, and then yeah. and then yeah, and then and, and uh, Rory would uh, win. But Rory would win. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, give me uh, give me the Nuggets tonight. I think they close it out. Um, and uh, the uh, city of Denver has had a lot to celebrate here the past seven years or so. Yes, I hope they win, and I hope they do it tonight. Uh, our friend of the podcast, Jeff Ryan, is going to be in attendance tonight. Ooh. So I really hope they get it done for him yeah. and his family. That would be a really cool moment. Yeah. His dad went to game two 
His dad, his parents actually did actually the game they lost. Um, but his dad has been to Stanley Cup game finals games in the past. He's been to one Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirty three in Miami. This is like a Miami related show here in Miami when the Broncos beat the Falcons. He's been to Rocky games. I don't think he went to a World Series game, but I know he went to the NLCS game clinching or the clinching clinching NLCS clincher. Um, when the, when the Rockies made the World Series, and he said Game Two of the Finals was the most electric atmosphere he's ever been to. That's cool. Because the Super Bowl, yeah, is not everybody rooting for the same team. Yeah, you know, it's not even half and half sometimes. I was, I was gonna say it, it seems like Super Bowl atmosphere wouldn't even be that great, right? Um, Stanley Cup ones pretty good that, according that to him, did. but he said just something about it. I think it was just the newness with the, of the Nuggets being. Good. I mean, I think if you ask them, even though the Rockies have never even won an NL West the title in their history, even though they've made a World Series, if you ask them which team they would never see win a championship in their lifetime, they probably would say Nuggets. So, yeah. just how the NBA is. But here we are. Yeah. Have a chance are. to do it. Yep. Uh, they they uh, won Game Three with ease down in Miami. Really punched Miami in the mouth from the get-go and never let Miami get into it. Then game four was a little bit back and forth. It got real physical. Joker got five fouls at one point. I thought the Heat might escape with that one and the series get real interesting again, but Nuggets closed that one out. So to get two down in Miami was, of course, really big, really big yeah. for the Nuggets. So I think they I think they get it done tonight, and uh, I think the spread's nine points. And I think they win by about that margin. Let me see if it's dropped with the news of Tyler Hero. Let me see if it's dropped at all. Um, Eight and a half. Okay, it's dropped half a point. Uh, I'll say say Nuggets win by nine. Uh, I think they cover. I just don't. I I think the Heat kind of ran out of gas. I mean, they're they're an eight seed playing in the finals. It's pretty incredible itself. Yep. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I just don't see them having enough. Um, Yep. So, yeah, um, yeah they, and I, I, I had that, that stat last week. I think it was uh, the Nuggets have lost every game. Jokic has scored forty or more points this postseason. I think they're zero and three. In the previous two games, he scored less than forty, and they won. So maybe yeah, he just put up a triple double game yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, thir- yeah, thirty two, twenty one, <laughs> and ten. That's crazy. <laughs> He's ridiculous. I, I he gets better every year. I'm good for him. Second round pick, forty first overall. I mean, that's, you know, and that's what I was talking about, I think, to my dad the other day. You know, the Nuggets are have the blueprint right there for small market teams, how they can succeed with the Pacers. But then I'm like, well, the franchise player and one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA, fell in their lap in the second round. So that some luck, too, there. So Yeah, yeah, big so, time. So. Uh, and, and, I mean, kind of have to be uh, – sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Can't agree with that more. So – any other thoughts on the NBA? Nope. NBA. nope. All right. All right. Well, uh, the golf world kind of stole the sports headlines last Tuesday morning. Um, I get a text from one of our good friends of the podcast, Aaron Lynch, with a link about the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, formerly known as the European Tour, and Live Golf forming a merger. I'm like, what? Like, this is fluff or something. I click on the link, then it's CNBC, and I see ESPN reporting it, and then the, the, the Jay Monahan and the, and the guy who runs um, the, uh, not, not Lev Golf, but the, help me out here, the PIF or FIP, what is it? PIF, I believe. I have no idea what you're talking um, about. The financial backers of oh. Liv, um, of, of the Saudi-funded Liv. Um, they were on CNBC, so I'm like, okay, this is unbelievable. This is happening. They're all going to join forces. Um, almost a week later, we still don't know enough details. There's still a ton of questions that need to be answered. Um, but the, this is something we've never really seen before in sports. Yeah. In, or maybe, I mean, we have with ABA, NBA, AFL, NFL back in the day, but this is a little different. I mean, it's just unbelievable to see Jay Monahan take a 180 turn from just a month to two months ago on a stance of everything. Has Have there been any, like, terms released or anything? Like, what anything is? <laughs> no, no. No stipulations? I, I know today it was reported that the Senate's opened an opening an inquiry on this uh, – on this deal. So the Senate wants to look into it a little bit. If um, I I did, uh, one of my bold predictions was that the live golf. You did. 
due to money issues, do I get like a quarter point? Because uh... <laughs> yeah, they're not fully. <laughs> they might not fold. I mean, I, fold, I, mean but... I still don't know. That's a, that's one of my questions. Like, okay, so, you know, they said this year's going to be played out like it was supposed to. Mm. You know, live guys play on live got live. On, and live events, except the ones who could play in the majors, play in the majors. PGA guys just play the PGA Tour. All the events going on as originally planned. But next year's the question for the 2024 season. I mean, are PGA Tour guys going to be allowed to come back? And if so, do they have to face any type of penalty? Or can they yeah. come back scotch-free? And the, if so, they're going to really chuckle and look like the winners of this whole thing. Yeah. Because they got the money that they went there for, mm-hmm. and then they can come back and not be penalized, whereas the Rory's, the Tigers, the uh, Wills Alatoruses, John Roms, Dickie Matsuyama, on and on, declined the money. And now they're ticked because they could have taken a big payday, and the tourists telling them, no, stay here, be loyal. Yep. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. I, I think if it all goes how, of course, I want it to, I think it could be really good for the golf fan in the long run if we can get the best players in the world playing various tours, playing whenever they want, playing, you know, pick and choosing their events, maybe having a team event once in a while on the PGA Tour. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, my suspicion is the PGA Tour realized live golf's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We thought they were going to, we thought like, we could strike fear into them. They're not going anywhere because the Saudi, have too much money yeah and they can fund this for years and years and years and years and as as you said it might be good for the game of golf because live experimented with stuff and they have and maybe they can implement that more into a pga 54 hole um, tournaments no, yeah. cuts, no cuts team events yeah. on top of your individual winner um yeah there's a lot of things i think they could incorporate i don't think they need maybe the party atmosphere that lives has sure. you know the music always playing and everything but I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm, a, you know, are they just gonna conform, combine one huge tour and that's it, or are each of the three tours gonna still be their own tour? Just you know, you can players can play whatever they want. I, I don't. I really don't know. It, there's a lot of details that need to be ironed out in this thing. Yeah, and as you said, I I, I don't blame guys like Rory and those guys that no. Uh, Stayed loyal to the PGA because the PGA was convinced him, hey, stay, stay, stay loyal to us. It'll uh, it'll be good. Just loyalty, pre- preach loyalty. And then they go behind their back. Didn't even talk to him uh, about any of this, uh, any of their plans. And just uh, had a bomb dropped on them. Um, and I, I don't blame them for being mad. No, I mean, it's supposedly talks between five, if not six guys. That And that was it. That were including these talks went on for about seven, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And the deal was struck. I just can't believe it didn't leak. How do you yeah, not? How does stuff crazy. not leak in the world of 2023 of social media? Yeah. That's unbelievable. A good thing a player didn't find out because it would have leaked. Because yeah. pro golfers are about the worst secret keepers <laughs> in the world, well, at least of professional athletes. So, but but I did feel bad for the RBC Canadian Open because even though it was a heck of a finish, um, um, it was a four hole playoff finish. Guy hit a 70-foot putt, eagle putt to win. Mm. Um, and then Adam Hadwin got tackled afterward by security <laughs> because security thought he was just a random fan coming on to uh, to celebrate with Shane Taylor, and that wasn't a fact. Uh, but First felt, Canadian to ever win the Canadian Yes, Open, which is unbelievable, yes. Um, and the crowd was roaring. I mean, it was cool seeing. You, um, so I felt bad for them because whatever happened in the tournament, yeah, was it, it was going to be overshadowed. And this week... We have the third of the four golf majors, the U.S. Open, played at the Los Angeles Country Club. And while this should be a fun tournament, and all eyes in the golf world will be on it, I still feel like it's going to be overshadowed by last week's news of the merger. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like a lot of the majors have been kind of overshadowed. They have. Uh, especially with Brooks uh, Kepka went in the previous one. And I personally think that kind of sped everything up Sure. in this merger because it's not going to shock me. To see the live guys play well again this week wouldn't shock me if one wins. I mean, the PGA we had uh, Bryson and uh, Brooks in the top five, and I think four guys in the top twenty. And at the Masters, you had Phil and Brooks in the top five. You had I think, Patrick Reed, I think, was in the top twenty. Um, some other guys around there, Dustin Johnson might have been in the mix. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Brooks Kepka is one of the favorites this week. He's third 
in the, in, in the odds. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. John Rahm is the runner-up favorite. Victor Hovland's fourth. He won the Memorial Tournament, which is arguably it's right up there with the players as biggest tournaments that aren't majors. Roy McIlroy, your guy, then their fifth with 11-1. to one. Uh, You also got Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Xander Schauffele. Schauffele and Cantlay are two of the more boring guys on tour. Good players, but just boring. Yeah. Then in the running, you got Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, uh, Colin Morikawa, Cameron Smith, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Young, Matthew Fitzpatrick. All there. Um, all right, Ricky Fowler's 50 to 1 odds. Not too bad. Um, I saw there was somebody on ESPN put their power rankings. He was 11th, which I thought was pretty good for a guy who hasn't won since 2019. So I'm just hoping he makes the cut. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's going to finish top 20 like he did the PGA Championship because he missed his only cut on the season. Even though his last time out two weeks ago in the Memorial, he tied for ninth. Um, with all that said, Jay, man, who are you predicting wins this year's U.S. Open? So the U.S. Open is the one where they want it like the toughest setup, right around even, right, right around even, if not a little um, over par. I, I I saw the video. I think you retweeted I did. Uh, them dropping the ball. Oh my god! Right off um, the green. Yeah, just buried. <laughs> um, I just don't understand how they do it. With that being said, this is the one. <laughs> This is the one that Rory gets done. You can take it to the bank. Book it. Rory wins. Rory gets his first major victory since 2014. J-Man is calling it. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. This is an interesting course. It's never held a major. Um, it held the Los Angeles Open in 1926, 34 through 36 in 1940, and also the Walker Cup, which is the amateur version of the Ryder Cup in 2017. Um, but this is the first year it's held a major. There is a par three that is 290 yards this hmm. week, which is ridiculous. I yeah. could hit my career drive and not get it there. <laughs> So, but it, I'm looking forward to it. I like when majors are on west on the West Coast as a golf fan because that means it's late night prime time major golf on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I like that. It finishes on Father's Day this Sunday, like it does. So, which I'm glad I just mentioned that. I meant to mention that at start. So, happy early Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Hope everybody has a great Father's Day weekend. Um, grilling some more meats, as J Man likes to say. <laughs> Uh, who do I want, or who am I? Not who I want. We know who I want to win the US Open, Ricky Fowler, but who am I picking? Oh, I am tempted to go with a live guy just to shake things up. Uh, do I want to pull the trigger on a live guy? Oh, um, man, it's hard not to go with Scotty Scheffler, the favorites. I think Rom's going to be right there, but I'm not picking him. I picked Hovland for the Masters. I picked who did I pick for the PGA? Or no, I picked Hovland for the PGA. I picked I don't know who I picked for the Masters. I don't remember. Um I will go with a PGA tour guy. Let's go with Cameron Young. 35 to 1 odds. Cameron Young. It'll be his first major championship. Um he's been in the mix a couple of times. Don't know why. Go with Cameron Young. So haven't you picked him before? Or am I thinking of somebody? Else? I think I picked Cam Smith, who's a live golf guy. That's yeah, that's what yeah. I'm which yeah. he's his odds are twenty five to one, so a little better than Cameron Young. But I will take Cameron Young, and if Cameron Young doesn't win, I'm never picking a Cameron again. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of good dark horses. I mean, the U.S. Open, you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, it's yeah. it's golf's greatest test. Looking forward to it, though. Should be fun. And it's just crazy to think after this, we'll only have one more major to go, and that's the Open next month. It goes by so mm-hmm. fast. April through July goes by so fast in the world of golf. But uh, but the world of golf going to be in the headlines for the next who knows how long till I figure out this merger because that was big, big shocking news that came out last Tuesday, to say the least. Yeah. News I did not believe for a couple minutes. But here we are. We'll, we'll see mm-hmm. see what it means for the world of sports. Um, with that said, do you want to get educated, J-Man? Let's do it. Let's see what's happened on this day on June 12th. Um, well, on this day, 1907, the Yankees committed 11 errors, 
Lost the Tigers fourteen to six. That's not good. On this day, nineteen nineteen, who won the U.S. Open? Nineteen nineteen? Yeah, I, I couldn't even give you a guess. Walter Hagen. Never heard of him. Defeated Mike Brady by one stroke in the eighteen hole playoff to win his second and final U.S. Open. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. On this day, 1928, New York Yankees future baseball Hall of Fame first baseman Lou Gehrig collected 14 total bases with two triples and two home runs in a 15-7 win over the Chicago White Sox. That's a pretty good game. That's, that's a good day at the ball yard. That's a pretty good game. Um... On this day, 1939, the Baseball Hall of Fame was dedicated in Cooperstown, New York, hmm. where it still 39. resides today. Yeah. Yeah, e- coming up on 16 more years until 184. 84. Yep. Also on this day, 1939, who won the U.S. Open? 39, uh, Sam Snead. Good guess. Okay. Byron Nelson. Ah, won by three him. strokes ahead of Craig Wood and seven sh- ahead of Danny Schutt in a 36-hole playoff to claim his second of his five major titles. A lot of playoffs. Yeah, U.S. Open, I I should Google this. and I, I don't know the four playoff format. I'm gonna, I am going to Google this because uh, historically it's 18 holes. You play the whole next day, 18 holes. Last time it happened was Rocco Mediate and Tiger Woods in 08, and Tiger ended up winning and then had a – because he won on like a torn ACL and close to a broken leg. Whatever happened uh, to Rocco? Uh, he went to the senior tour, and I still think he plays on there sometimes, but that's always going to be his claim to fame was he took Tiger not only to 18 holes, but even extra holes to that 18 hole. Um, uh, there is a uh, two-hole aggregate playoff format should there be a tie. So not 18 holes anymore. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. If they're tied – after that, I wonder, let's see here. Uh, I should know this stuff. It's embarrassing. I should know this. Uh, well, the 36-hole playoff format was in play from 1928 to 1931. 18-hole um, started in the 1980s. Oh, this was the new format was adopted in 2018. That would hope it's it's in hopes that I can wrap up on Sunday instead of carrying over to a Monday. So, um, yeah, the two hole playoff would begin a hole one and then proceed to hole eighteen. If there's still a tie, sudden death golf would be on number ones and eighteen until someone wins. There you go. All right, back to on this day. Um, how about on this day, nineteen forty eight? Who won the U.S. Open? Sam Snead. Ben Hogan. Oh man, ben Hogan! It's it's always like three guys you could throw yeah. out there in the old days. On this day, nineteen fifty-seven, Stan Musial played in his eight hundred twenty-third game. Yeah. That was a new NL consecutive game streak, by the way. Mister Redbird. Yep. On this day, nineteen seventy-five, Hank Aaron smacked his first home run in Milwaukee since nineteen sixty-five, as his new team, the Brewers, beat the Oakland A's nine to seven. Oh, Hank. Hammering Hank. Uh, on this day, 1981, baseball players began a 50-day strike. It was the third strike. Yep, Major League I history. Remember. Hearing about that one. I was going to say, you don't remember. You weren't no, born. I don't remember it, but I remember hearing about it. On this day, 1984, who won the 38th NBA championship? 84? Man, was that... Uh, I feel like that was Philadelphia. So Boston Celtics over to Lakers, four games of three. Uh, on this day, nineteen ninety, New York Yankee reliever Dave Rigietti, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, became the ninth to record two hundred saves. Dave Rigetti was a longtime San Francisco Giants pitching coach. He was their pitching coach in like 2010, 12, 14 when they were good. years. Yeah. Two other baseball things that happened on this day, 1990. Oakland A's Ricky Henderson became the second to steal 900 bases. We talk about him all the time yeah. on this list. And, and also Orioles' Cal Ripken played in his 1,308th consecutive game to move past Everett Scott into second place on the all-time list. 
Uh, on this day in 1991, who won the NBA championship? 91. That was... Is that the Bulls? That was the Bulls. They beat the Lakers 108-101 to in Game 5 for the first of three straight titles. I was going to say, I thought that was their first. MVP was Michael Jordan in his yeah. first NBA Finals appearance. On this day in 1996, Marge Schott gave up day-to-day operations because of her uh, numerous incisive comments about Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Working women and Asians. Yeah. Whole um, Marge down there in Cincinnati. On this day, 1997, the first ever baseball regular season interleague game was played between the Giants and the Rangers. The Giants were victorious 4-3. to Who won the NBA title on this day in 2002? 02? That would have been the L.A. Lakers, wouldn't it? Yes, they beat the New Jersey Nets 113-107 for a 4-0 sweep and third straight title. Shaquille O'Neal was MVP for the third consecutive final series. Yeah, that was their last one, huh? Yes, they would lose the uh, following year. And, uh, yes, and then they would get back two years later. I think it was two years later and lose to the Pistons. Maybe three years later. Yeah, with Malone and Peyton. Mm. Um, on this day in 2009, who won the Stanley Cup? Oh nine, Blackhawks won 10. Red Wings. Good guess. The Red Wings lost ah. in a four to three series to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Penguins were actually my second guess. It was their third uh, championship in franchise history. On this day in 2011, who won the NBA Finals? 2011. That was I think that was Dallas, wasn't it? That was they Dallas. Beat, beat LeBron's first Miami team yeah. in six games, and Dirk Nowinski was the MVP. On this day in 2016, Cristiano Ronaldo became the first soccer player to top Forbes' highest-paid athletes list, earning $88 million. Man, it's kind of light nowadays with soccer contracts. A lot of on this days this week, but we're not going to complain. On this day in 2016, who won the Stanley Cup? 2016? Yes. Um... L.A. Kings. Pittsburgh Penguins defeated San Jose Sharks 4-2 as Penguins' fourth title. On this day in 2017, who won the NBA Finals? 17, that would have been Golden State. Golden State Warriors beat the defending champion Cleveland Cavaliers four games to one. Can you tell me who the uh, MVP was? It was the third uh, consecutive year that those teams met in the Finals. It's not Andre Iguodala. It was Kevin Durant that year. And lastly, on this day in 2019, who won the Stanley Cup? 2019? Mm Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins. St. Louis Blues. Oh, Beat the Boston Bruins four games to one. First title in franchise history. For the notes. For the notes. That'd be okay if uh, St. Louis never won another title in anything. That'll make some of our listeners and viewers very happy. If not, maybe the opposite of happy. And that is the Honest Day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them on Instagram at Mooney Woodcrafts and on Facebook by just searching Mooney Woodcrafts. And if you let them know the Tan and Jamin show sent you, you get 15% off your order. Probably can't get one in time for Father's Day on Sunday, but you can make a place in order for a late Father's Day gift. Your dad would still love it. So it would make the perfect graduation gift, wedding gift, anniversary gift, whatever. Maybe you just want a nice sign of your favorite sports team Hey, in the background of your podcast room, your man cave, whatever. Hit up Thad. He'll take care of you. He makes great signs and does great work. Speaking of Father's Day, Word Association this week is famous sports fathers, starting with Archie Manning. Oh, man. Um, great player for Ole Miss and the Saints and the Vikings, even though his teams weren't not very good. And he's more famous as just being the dad of Eli and Peyton mm-hmm. and Cooper. Can't forget Cooper. Cooper, the wide receiver, yeah. who was really good and and hurt his neck, unfortunately. Now he's going to be known as the grandfather of Arch Manning <laughs> once he gets going for the Texas Longhorns. But uh, Archie, yeah. Uh, yeah, dad of one of the most famous families in all of sports, let alone yeah. football. 
King Griffey Sr. King Griffey Sr. Wish he would have never gave it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't go down that road. But uh, now he's the dad of one of the sweetest swings, if not the sweetest swing in uh, baseball history, King Griffey Jr., who I saw his golf swing yesterday. It's just as sweet. It's just Is not it? fair. Just not fair. But really cool that he got to play with his son for a little bit in the yeah. Mariners. And uh, not a bad player himself, but wasn't as good as his son. Del Curry. Del Curry, uh, decent NBA player, but he was not as good as his son, Steph. Was not even near as good a shooter. He's kind of the uh, NBA equivalent to Ken Griffey Sr. a little bit. Yeah, and you can't forget about uh, the other Curry whose name is Seth. Seth Curry, who played at Liberty and Duke and has been had a cuff copy in the NBA, different teams too. So, uh, yeah, proud pop of two NBAers. That's pretty impressive. Howie Long. Howie Long, unfortunately, he was a Raider, but uh, dad, another dad of two athletes, uh, two NFLers. Um, two first-round picks. Yep, Chris yeah, Long was number two overall yeah. by the Rams. And um, um, Kyle. I, I'm struggling with names today. Kyle Long, of course, played for the Bears for many years. So, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. When, it's impressive to have one yeah. professional athlete, let alone two. Ed McCaffrey. Oh, Eddie Mack. Eddie Mack. I thought Mack. you'd like that one. Denver Bronco legend, part of the Ring of Fame. Not a Hall of Famer, but good player. Um, broke his leg on the day no, before, day yeah, before September 11th in the first uh, game in what is now known as Empower Field. Ah, I just hit my finger against the table. <laughs> that really hurt. Um, when it was then called Invesco Field before Sports Authority, before now it's Empower Field at Mile High. But it's always uh, going to be Mile High State. He's the daddy to a lot of football players, but uh, most famously Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers running back. About said Carolina Panthers. I forgot he's a Niner. LeVar Ball. Annoying. Yeah. Um, haven't heard from him or about him for a couple of years, though. That's been kind of nice. Uh, dad to uh, LaMelo Ball. Um. Lonzo. Lonzo Ball, and the, I, I forget the third one. The third one that got arrested uh, in China. I yeah, forget his uh, name. Leangelo. So, Le- yeah, the the Bulls believe that the reason why Lonzo's had all these injury issues is because the big baller brand shoes are so terrible that he's having <laughs> these knee issues. So, Lavar, I mean, we we know he's only cared about himself uh, over his sons, but uh, making them wear big baller brand. Um, could have ended his son's career. The worst is when he was on the show with uh, with uh, Stephen A. Just yelled at each other back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Uh, Joe Jellybean Bryant. Joe Jellybean Bryant. Well, gave us one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe almost went and played for his dad in college yeah. at LaSalle. LaSalle. Um, LaSalle and Duke, I believe, were the – Final two on his list before he jumped pro and then was drafted by the Hornets and traded to the Lakers for Vlade Divac. Um, sure, the Hornets are kicking themselves about that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know much about his NBA career, to be honest. I don't either. Uh, Bobby Bonds. Good player, but not as good as his son, Barry Bonds. We talked about Barry Bonds in length last week when we are association about a guy who never won a ring, but, of course, one of the greatest hitters of all time with or without performance enhancing drugs doc rivers yeah good coach still coaching today he's gonna end up coaching every team in the league by the time he's done but did he get hired by anyone uh no i don't think he actually did uh, he was a finalist for the sun's job hmm. yeah they didn't hire let's him see let's, somebody else. maybe yeah so maybe he is got to get year off but it doesn't mean that he won't be yeah um, His son, uh, Indiana legend Jeremiah uh, Rivers, and then of course he had. Uh, I mean, he's coached for the Magic, the Celtics, the Clippers, and the Sixers. Yeah, he was a, he was a good con- he was I mean he was a good player too, point mm-hmm. guard. Um, I think he won a title as a player. Maybe he didn't. I don't remember. Uh, but good commentator, solid coach. Um, probably needs to take some time off. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, his son's the be- uh, best quarterback in the league. Um, freak athlete. Patrick former Cubs Mahomes. legend, Pat Mahomes, I should yes, say. Yes, former Cub. Um, 
and gave the arm strength off to his son. Yeah. That's for sure. His son could throw a fast baseball too on, on top of throwing, making some throws in the NFL that nobody else can make. Um, hoping this is the year the Broncos can stop the losing streak. 15 times in a row is painful enough. <laughs> buddy Ryan. Oh, buddy. Oh, he gave us two good old Ryan boys there. <laughs> yeah, he did. Rex and Rob, two great defensive yeah. minds, two hysterical guys that you want mic'd up all the time. Um, they love their snacks on hard knocks. Uh, but great defensive coach himself. Yeah. But oh, yeah. legend. Legend maybe, in the game. Maybe had the greatest defense of all 85 time. 85 Bears. Yeah. Um, Carried the off the field along with Ditka. The greatest uh, hatred in all of sports, Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. Yes. Each other. But they made it work. Yep. Uh, Clay Thompson's dad, Michael Thompson. Clay Thompson's dad, Michael Thompson. Yeah, I figured My- Michael Thompson was too vague. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, no, legend within himself. Uh, but once again, like these legends are good players, but they're not shooters like yeah. all their sons. I do they, think, did Michael win an MVP? I want to say Michael won an MVP with the Lakers. I'm looking it up. Probably right. He was tall, though. He was like. He's number one overall draft pick in 78. Played at Minnesota. Played for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was tall. He yeah, was that's why he wasn't as good a shooter as, yeah. <laughs> as his son Clay. But. He did not make a single three-point shot. Oh, he made one. He went one for 12 in his career from three. So I would take Clay in a game of horse over Michael. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, a couple more here. Let's see. I already forgot him. Uh, Bob Boone. Son of Brett and Aaron Boone. Um, dad. Dad of Brett and Aaron Boone. That's what I meant. I'm glad you picked up on that because I didn't even realize I said son. Yeah, if he's a son, we got some problems. Yeah, but got some dad of Brett. There. Brett Boone was the better player of the two. Aaron Boone. But Aaron Boone, of course, has been a pretty successful manager. Um, he is the whiniest manager in MLB history. There's a reason he's got tossed more than anybody in the last five years. Uh, yeah. Maybe last decade even. It's getting tossed up there. once a week. He's got, I think he's got tossed 39 times. Yeah, it's in the 30s. I saw a stat the other day that he's been tossed almost as much as like, um, I'm trying to think guys who have been in the league a long time, almost as much as like Francona, which is crazy in his career. Yeah, <laughs> he just whines. But uh, he um, needs to get it done sooner or later. He's not going to be the Yankees manager anymore. Cecil Fielder. <laughs> uh, I, oh, was he better than his son, Josh, in your opinion? They were. Pretty Almost close, neck and neck. Pretty yeah. close. His son Prince was built like him. Um, yes, he was. He, he had some. He had some taters back in the day for the Tigers. Both of them did for the Tigers. Um, I learned about him. I used to have this video about home run hitters, like in '96, and he was one of those featured on that. And that's how I learned of Cecil Fielder. Yeah, I think uh, they both hit 40 homers in a year. I believe they were built the same. I remember watching video of Prince back at the old Tiger Stadium at like 13 years old, just launching them out at 13 years old, which is crazy. Uh, final one here, Bill Walton. Oh, <laughs> Bill Walton. I can't stand him as a commentator. Pac-12 late him. at night. He's all over the place. He just gets on my nerves. What's he going to do when the Pac-12 fizzles out? It's not a conference anymore. I don't know. He's That's happening soon, time. Bill. It's happening soon. He's going to love the Big Ten now, won't he? New UCLA comes. Yeah, oh, great. Oh, great. Great. We're going to get Walton to call Big Ten games on Fox, aren't we? Well, Walton's oh, the ESPN guy through and through. Maybe we'll uh, lucky. Yeah, we could. We could. But uh, uh, his son, Luke Walton, was a good player at Arizona. Wasn't that great of a pro, but he got many titles with the Lakers and then was he's a coach. A he's been a coach all over the place in the NBA, Lakers, Kings. Uh, I think those are his only two stops. Yeah, I have no idea. Where Head he coach, is. at least. Um but, yeah, Bill Walton is a national treasure, whether you like him or not. <laughs> uh, let's see where Luke Walton is. He is uh, – where is he right now? Oh, he's assistant coach for the Cavs. There oh. you go. Yep. Cool. Yep. So, well, that's a good word association. Really good list there. Really good list. Like it is every week. And it's brought to you by Like It Is Every Week. Performer Print 2 promo group. If you're looking for a trust – Worthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or even a sales meeting. 
Performa Print 2 promo group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. No more calling those companies trying to find somebody to get you promotional products and commercial print because they can do it all. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call, 574-210-3815. Or if you'd rather just send her an email, you can do that at barbara.vanweinsberg at proforma.com. Baseball. Um, looking around uh, baseball here, we have Tampa Bay Rays still. Tw- thir- no, 28 games over 500. Five and a half up on Baltimore. Nine and a half up on the Yankees, 10 and a half up on Toronto, 14 up on Boston. Um, everyone's 500 or better in the AL East. And then you have the AL Central. Everyone is 500 or worse in the AL Central. Um, I saw a stat the other day. I favored it. Um, the Minnesota Twins were under five, went under 500 uh, at 31 and 32 a few days ago. They're now 33 and 33, but they led the AL central and it is the latest into the season for a division leader to be below 500 since the Arizona diamondbacks on July 24th, 2008 when they were 50 and 51. Um, the NL central is not much better. The leaders of the central, the Pittsburgh pirates lost two or three to the Oakland A's. the team who's second in the NL central, the Milwaukee brewers just got swept at home by the Oakland A's. <laughs> so the A's are going to, so, Win um, forty games. They eh, it's still still a little hairy. Well, if that, yeah, seventeen and fifty. The Oakland A's. It looks better than it did a few uh, weeks ago. But uh, then you have the uh, Chicago Cubs. They're six and a half games back. Um, they're a bad baseball team, swept by the uh, L.A. Angels. Um, and I, I, I tweeted yesterday. Even when they win a series, they have an innate ability to just make you miserable. And that was a good I, tweet. I, I have some stats to bag it up. <laughs> so, um, in series finales this year, the Cubs are four and sixteen in the final <laughs> game of a series. They are four and sixteen, including one and six after winning the first two games of a series, and a couple of those thirteen to three, ten to two. It just feels like they get blown out. I I don't know what the issue is. Um, but they win the first two games of a series and then they just get absolutely demolished in the third game. Shellacked. Uh, for whatever reason. But um, here's another stat for you. <clears throat> uh, the Cubs are one and six in games, as I said, with a chance to sweep. They are two and four in games with a chance to win a series. They're one and two in games with a chance to split a series. And then they're one and four uh, chance to avoid being swept. So uh, final those are games, awful numbers. Yeah, final games of series are not uh, are not kind to the uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, Marcus Stroman, however, has been absolutely fantastic. But he did come out with a tweet: "My agent and I made multiple attempts to engage the Cubs on an extension. Club wasn't interested in exploring it. Now we'll see how it plays out uh, by the trade deadline. Uh, which, if they trade Marcus Stroman, Jed Hoyer for 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 one." I don't think Jed Hoyer, and I I, I tweeted this. I, I quote t- tweeted the Stroman tweet that Jed Hoyer should not be allowed to make any decisions for the future of this franchise, and I'm still 100% on board with that. Um, if they were to trade Marcus Stroman, it sets this non-rebuild, as they called it, um, back two to three years because he is a top-of-the-rotation sort of guy. Um, he has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball this year, leading and are one of the tops in the RA. He is the tops in all baseball and quality starts, super consistent. And he fits their system so well due to their great defense up the middle uh, with Dan Swanson and Nico Horner gets a ton of ground balls and they've been turning them into outs this year. And he's been just fantastic. So if they don't come to an agreement on an extension with Marcus Stroman and they do trade him, then once again, Jed Hoyer should not be there, but it feels like he's, he's building this thing or not building it, but he's operating as if he has like a 10 year leash, which maybe he does. Cause the Ricketts clearly don't care enough to make any sort of uh, change whatsoever. But um, yeah, Cubs are bad baseball team. They don't hit anymore. Uh, Ian Happ, they signed him to an extension. Now he just doesn't hit homers anymore. He walks, makes contact better, but he just doesn't hit homers. Uh, Nico Horner's in a slump. Dancy Swanson's in a slump. Cody Bellinger hasn't played in a month. Um, 
Patrick Wisdom has been one of the worst hitters in baseball since May 1st. Uh, Matt Mervis has struggled. Chris Morrell has had issues with struggling. Uh, they're getting very little production from anywhere in the lineup, to be honest. The bullpen's been terrible outside of like two guys. Uh, it is a bad baseball team that is was supposed to compete this year. And it's just they're just missing a golden opportunity with how bad the NL Central is. I mean, they're only six and a half games out, um, which tells you how bad the Central is. Um, anyway, but uh, they have the Pirates for three this week. They could maybe they could maybe chip away a little bit um, at the division lead and maybe stay in it to where they don't sell at the deadline. But as of right now, it feels like it is trending towards uh, selling for the third straight year at the deadline. And if you're a president of baseball ops selling three straight years, you need to be fired. There's well, there's zero, just zero excuse for it. When's the deadline? Mid-July? It Late July? Was, it was July 31st. Let's see if and I then it was it. August 15th one year. I'll find it. I want to say it's back to July 31st, maybe August 1st. If you, if you it is like August first. You got it. Yeah, it, it was July thirty first, like my entire life, up until a few years ago. They tried August fifteenth, and that was stupid. Uh, typical Manfred move. Uh, now it's August first, which is fine. Um, but uh, once again, they'll be selling. They don't really have that many pieces to sell besides Marcus Stroman, and they better not sell him. That's the reality of the situation. Um, elsewhere around baseball, AL West, Texas Rangers are playing fantastic baseball. They have the second best record in all of a major league baseball. And then you have the team that is tied for the best record in the national league. Can you tell me who that is team tied for the best record in the national league with the Atlanta Braves? They're tied with, we got to think about this tied. Why am I blanking on the divisions? Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks, 40 and 25. Wow. Um, Which is crazy. Cause I think I had them getting second to last in the division in my predictions. They I think you had them the, third, didn't you? I had them, yeah, better than the Giants. The Giants, yeah. Um, they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Corbin Carroll, who's a 22-year-old rookie, is will win the Rookie of the Year. I can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't uh, win Rookie of the Year. He's hitting, uh, he's hitting 308, 389 on base, 579 slugging. Again, 22 years old. He's been fantastic. But, um, yeah, Arizona Dimebacks playing some great baseball. Uh, elsewhere around the sports of baseball, we have uh, the Super Regionals going on in uh, college baseball. Stanford last night uh, won. They beat uh, who they beat? I forget who they beat, but that doesn't matter. Um, they let their pitcher, uh, left-handed pitcher, his name is uh, his his last name is Matthews. I cannot find his first name. I'm sure it's here somewhere. But uh, Stanford let him throw 156 pitches last night. In a complete game shutout, he struck out 16 in nine innings. Um, seems stupid. Uh, that, that guy's going to blow out his arm. The last MLB starter to throw 135 or more in one game was Tim, Tim Lincecum when he threw a no-hitter in 2013. Uh, the last MLB pitcher to throw 156 pitches or more was Tim Wakefield in 97. and he He's was a knuckleballer. knuckleballer. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The last non-knuckleballer to do it was a 33-year-old Roger Clemens in 96. Um, his arms held up pretty good. Yeah. The NCAA needs to crack down on this yeah. stuff. Um, they won't, too, they, they won't do a single thing, but it seems like, especially this old guard, uh, cause it's a hall of fame, uh, coach there in, uh, Stanford. I forget what his name is. I don't think Augie Garrido's there. Why am I thinking it's Augie Garrido? Anyway, um, they need to crack down on this stuff cause, uh, they don't care about the future of these, uh, of these, uh, it's all about the dollar bills, uh, man. Augie Garrido's. Augie Garrido died five years ago, so that was stupid, Josh. Uh, I, <laughs> I heard his name last night, though. Uh, maybe that's why. But, uh, yeah, real stupid. That's all. That's all I got. That's all you got. All you got. So, Well, you ready for the birdie or bogey? No. To close, to close out this episode. So, Andrew McCutcheon, yesterday, mm-hmm. recorded his 2000th hit, becoming the fifth active player to have 2,000 career hits under their belt, joining what four players? Miguel Cabrera. That is one. Um, I want to say Jose Altuve. Nope. Shoot. Um, it's gonna make me so mad when I see it. Uh, oh. Miguel Cabrera ob- is is an obvious one. Um, 
Is Freddie Freeman? No. Oh, man. Um, I'm so bad at this sort of question. I'm looking at the teams right now, and I literally couldn't tell you. I have no idea. You're taking a bogey, my friend. It is Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto. No, Votto's not even active. Give me a break. Nelson Cruz and Elvis Andrus. I would not have gotten Andrus. Uh, Nelson Cruz completely forgot he was with San Diego. Um, that was a tough. That was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought you had a part in the bag. I thought you could no. get. I thought Elvis Andrus was the only one you wouldn't. You wouldn't get. I, sh- I should have gotten Votto, but he hasn't even played this year, so I wouldn't even think about it. Freddie, Freddie's eight hits away. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost said Trout, but he's a couple hundred away. Yeah. But, uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Happy, Happy Father's Day. Fantastic Father's Day, everybody.